Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey, Salina friends, this is Rick Rogers and Audrey Henby. And you're listening to episode three of On the Record, the podcast dedicated to all things Salina, Texas. And Audrey, I don't know about you, but I am still recovering from all of the fun and games and food at the 2022 Salina Cajun Fest on Saturday. I am as well. I think I have the tan to prove it. It was quite the adventure and so much fun in the sun and a lot of cool things to kind of look at and experience. So it was, I mean, it had to be not only record heat on Saturday, but I think probably a record crowd that came out to enjoy the the Cajun food, the Cajun music, the Cajun vibes at Salina Cajun Fest. I know we don't have official numbers or stats yet. Uh, Look for that coming up in the next edition of the Salina Record. But just by using the old, uh, the eyeball test, um, that square downtown was packed. I had the evening shift. I know that you went out during the afternoon. So you really, I mean, you did get to work on your tan, obviously. Um, I'm a little older than you, so I decided to take uh, take the evening shift when the, the heat was a little less intent, intense. But, um, man, the square was packed. It, w- it looked like so much fun. The concert, John Michael Montgomery, it was a packed house. The music was great. People were dancing. People were singing. Uh, had a really great time catching all the action and bringing, hopefully, the event to life online at, at salinarecord.com and starlocalmedia.com. Um, looking back, what was your favorite part of the day? Gosh, I think it was fun just to kind of look at this event that I'm so used to seeing pictures of it from the, you know, the past, but um, everyone there was just really excited about kind of sharing what was going on inside of their tents, inside of their area. Um, I think I ran into the folks who were actually making the crawfish and, you know, giving out the food and they were so excited to welcome us into their tents and be like, you know, take a look at what's going on inside as we pour out this crawfish and put it into the, into the bucket and prepare to serve it. You know, it made for excellent photos. So they were right on the money there, but um, lots of just excitement about the fact that we were there to cover it and really kind of getting, you know, getting an image out of, of what it's like behind the scenes to put on such a massive event. There's a lot of effort that goes into it. Um, I happened to park at the high school and take the shuttle over there and I got to talk with uh, one of the bus drivers who took me between my car and um, Cajun Fest and, and learning about, you know, who's behind doing that. That takes a lot of work and coordination and a lot of talking, you know, amongst each other. Um, it was cool. I got to talk with the the lodge that was down there. They were uh, they made some excellent orange cream soda that I, that I partook of and um, you know a lot of just cool community engagement that was going on the Preston Trails Rotary Club was out there making funnel cakes Um, so lots of cool it's cool to be able to go to that square and still see just so much community engagement happening in Salina I don't know about you but you know after now now I parked my car a little closer to the square I was lucky Uh, man once you got out just within kind of a block of the square you could smell the crawfish you could smell the cage in the old bay I mean it was it, it was a uh, just, you know, it got to your senses right away. And then you could just hear all the fun that was going on, the music, the kids screaming, you know, riding the rides. Um, that's what 
when I think of a community like Salina in Texas, I think of nights and days like Saturday when they come together from not just Salina, but from, you know, a lot of neighboring communities as well. Like you, I got to talk to folks and, you know, I talked to um, this mom with her kid and they were dancing to, to the music and, you know, they were from McKinney and they came out and, you know, they wanted to see what Cajun Fest was all about. And they came out, you know, took the 30 minute drive or so. And that's what these events are for. It's not only for Salina and the Salina residents to kind of enjoy fellowship together, but it's also to attract people to Salina that may never have come before. And they get to see what a great community it is. You never know. Maybe they're looking to move and, you know, Salina could be a next destination for them. Um, It was just, I mean, an amazing Saturday. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say, you know, what a great job. Everybody involved in putting that together, to your point, city leaders, event holders, chamber of commerce, bus drivers, all of the vendors that took part, you know, the people who got, you know, set up the stages, set up the rides. It takes it takes a village <laughs> to put on an event like that. And uh, I think it's safe to say that it was a complete success. I think so. It was exciting to see what was going on over there. Um, you know, they hit it right off the bat immediately that the event started at two and at two fifteen we had the first Gator show and there was a crowd and, you know, I had to kind of figure out how to get my camera angles in because everyone was just so excited to see this first program and it was very engaging and very fun. Um, you know, this was the first official outing for the volunteers and policing unit with the Salina Police Department. Um, so lots of cool, engaging stuff that was going on for sure. So if you would not have a chance to see all the great photos that Audrey took and then I, you know, I, I went out there with my camera on Saturday night. If you have not had a chance to check out the fun that happened on Saturday, we encourage you, go to salinarecord.com, uh, go down to the photo gallery section and the news section. You're going to see a couple photo galleries there. Um, I, it's amazing so far. I did, I did, I crunched some numbers. Uh, we have had over 23,000 views of our two photo galleries from the event. Wow. Um, near around, about 1,500 users have, have gone on so far to see that. Um, so... You know, definitely a popular uh, destination for our viewers online. In our next print edition coming up here uh, Monday the 23rd, uh, we'll also have photos from the event in print. You never know, you might see yourself in one of those photos. Great to put on the refrigerator at home. Uh, We'll also obviously have reaction from the city on how many people attended, just kind of what their overall uh, feedback was from the event. But again, I think it's safe to say the uh, 2022 edition of the Salina Cajun Fest was a home run. This was the 10th annual. Uh, we can't, I can't wait for number 11. It's going to be a blast. Um, but that wasn't the only thing happening in, Sal- in Salina this past week. Um, big news, big news in the city is that 20 years to the month after taking the oath of office as Salina's mayor, uh, Corbett Howard, has announced his retirement from his director position with the city's Economic Development Corporation. Uh, I had a chance to meet Corbett my first trip to Salina after purchasing um, Star Local Media. I went to a chamber event. Corbett was one of the first people to welcome me to the community to congratulate myself and Elizabeth, my wife, in in, in the purchase. Um, Just a amazing, kind, kind person and made me feel welcome from day one. And 
Audrey, this is this is a, a big news, big news for Salina. This is, and you could tell just from the reactions that were happening in that city council room as as um, Corbett was making his announcement, he started off by thanking a bunch of people, and I kind of looked up and. I knew something big was coming, and I think a bunch of people did too. We didn't quite know what. Um, and then he announced, and I mean, the first thing everyone did was was give a round of applause because I think everyone was pretty well aware of of the impact that Corbett has had on the city. Even when I started reporting on Salina for the Salina Record about a year ago, I started hearing chatter about Corbett long before I met him and interacted with him. Um, it's pretty evident what his impact on the city has been, and helping to put Salina on the map um, as it can, you know, as that continues to happen. So um, super excited for Corbett, and uh, hope to hope to see what the future holds. So the retirement takes effect on June 15th of this year. Um, you know, when he first moved to Salida, the city's population was 1,700. Uh, really, besides the folks who lived there, Salina wasn't necessarily on the map in terms of what it's become today in this kind of, you know, high-growth area that now has 36,000 residents and I mean, it seems like every day there's an announcement of a new housing development moving in or a new business coming into Salina. Or a new golf course, depending new on the day. Or a new golf course, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, he has definitely seen and been a part of Salina's growth, you know, this during his involvement there. Um, so you mentioned the reaction in the room. Uh, you know, take, take us in the room for a second. I mean, I think there was a standing ovation. There was, yeah, yeah. There was. Um, you're sitting in the room, and it comes time for a citizen comment, which is when anyone in the community who lives in Salina can can speak to the city council about what's on their minds. Um, and Corbett approaches, and um, I've been told that that's pretty uncharacteristic for <laughs> Corbett. Um, so even from just approaching, you know, it was pretty evident that this was this was different. Something was going on. Um, and he he go, you know he thanks so many important people in the community, which is just like him to do um, to to put it on other people and and really spotlight them. In the midst of his big moment um but yeah and then he moves on in, into this announcement and um i mean you could just tell people were shocked you know i think someone said uh, one of the council members mouth kind of opened in surprise you know it, it looked like it was real a real big surprise for everybody um and then right after that it was just massive congratulations you know people coming up and shaking his hand people you know being like i had no idea but lots of excitement for him um and i think everyone knows it's, it's probably pretty well deserved um he's put a lot into salina he has he has had quite the vision to set Salina on the track that it is in today. Um, a lot of people credit that to Corbett. And so um, it's a pretty big moment for sure. You know, you not only cover Salina, you know, you cover Frisco, you cover McKinney. It's amazing that each one of these communities has a, a Corbett Howard, um, has somebody who has dedicated their life to a community, to helping that community grow. Um, you know, obviously in Frisco, we have the pending retirement of George Purfoy, um, the city manager who over three decades has been, you know, very involved and ingrained in that city's growth. And, and then you have someone like Corbett, too. Um, now you look for who's next. And I think that's the interesting thing is, you know, who takes the takes the reins from someone like Corbett, you know, who takes the reins from someone like George in, in Frisco, because. I mean, that's a lot of experience, a lot of years, a lot of dedication that, you know, goes off and kind of rides into the sunset to take a, a, a very Texas term, uh, rides off into the sunset there. So I'll be very curious to see kind of what who 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 the next person in line is going to be and, and what they do with it. It'll be very interesting for sure. I think one of the things that I've been most intrigued by is the fact that um, Frisco and Salina are both very, very aware 
of the gravity of those kinds of decisions. Um, Frisco's taking its city manager search incredibly seriously. Um, Salina takes its hiring very seriously. The people I talk to when we talk about new programs or new employee programs, we had a story here in the paper recently about um, leadership training for employees that um, Shane Hunt is leading. And it's it's there's a very intent awareness of the importance of hiring those people who do hold that vision and do kind of speak to that message of, of where these cities are trying to go. So it will be interesting to see what kind of what kind of road that goes down. But um, I do think there's a lot of intentionality there, both in Frisco and Salina. Excellent. Um, other big news in Salina. I mean, if you did not see the May 16th issue of the Salina Record in print, it is probably one of our most jam-packed editions in terms of local news coverage. Salina would not stop making the news. <laughs> but it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot of good news that's going on in Salina, not surprisingly. So... The governor made an announcement uh, last week that had uh, Salina in the headlines. You want to talk a little bit about what that was about? Big day for Salina, yes. Um, so a while ago, um, Salina did become the first gigabit city in Texas, providing this connectivity for the residents that are coming to the area. And um, Governor Abbott did provide recognition for it here, I believe, in 2020. Um, and then here recently last week, um, important members of the community were able to meet at the governor's office and to you know get that recognition um, with him in person, which was excellent. So this this picture popped up on social media, and I think I know for me it was a surprise, and I'm sure probably for the community, but it was no surprise that we were getting recognized for the Gigabit City designation. Salina takes that very seriously, and they're very proud of it, um, and rightfully so. So it was kind of cool to see see Salina getting that statewide recognition for such a um, such a cutting edge reason. And why why should you know, why should residents care? Why is this important for Salina? I think, um, especially post-pandemic, I think everyone's well aware of the important of, importance of connectivity. Um, we were in a time period where everyone had to turn to technology and depending on that connectivity on a dime, hmm. especially for education, especially for getting work done. Um, and so for Salina to be able to step up to the plate and say, we, we did this in 2017, we're able to get this done. Um, and we're pretty well aware of the fact that it's important to make sure we have that. I think that speaks volumes for the fact that Salina is looking ahead to the future and is taking it seriously. Yeah, I can speak to the frustration of, you know, having a whole family at home during the pandemic. There was, I think, five of us at the house trying to do online classes and obviously, my, you know, doing Zoom calls. And my wife at the time was a teacher and oof. I mean, nothing worse than getting the spinning wheel when you're trying to do a Zoom call because of, of poor connectivity. So this is huge for Salina, not just now, but for years down the road as the city continues to grow. Absolutely. Okay. Shameless plug time. So we are going to do something very cool this year for the class of 2022 in the Salina record. We are going to dedicate an entire edition after graduation to... The graduating, the graduating class of 2022. So we're going to be there at graduation at 10 o'clock Friday, May 27th at Rock Hill High School in Prosper. Um, see, Salina, we, we got to go somewhere else. We've got to make it super cool and different. So we're going to go to Rock Hill to graduate. Um, but we're going to be there, take our photo, you know, get photos. We're going to, you know, work to have profiles on the top 10 graduates. We want to list every graduate that we can in the paper, honor every student who walks across that stage. So in the following edition, actually two weeks. Okay, we have, to, we have to do math on our head again, which is never easy, actually. June 6th. Am I right, Audrey? We're just going to bring We're looking the calendar at the calendar. We're, We're just looking, looking at, the at the calendar up. June 6th, Monday, June 6th edition, I believe. Yes. yes. All right. 
that is going to be dedicated entirely to the class of 2022. So be on the lookout for that print edition. Photos from the ceremony, top 10 graduate spotlight, and then we're going to list, our goal is to list every graduate that walks across that stage and have their name listed in the paper. Because as they say, everybody should have their name in the paper at least one time, but you know, right? So we're good. This will be the one time for everybody for sure. Um, I don't know about you, but I think this is going to be cool. I'm excited. I know Salina, I love seeing the traditions that Salina brings to the table. Um, I know there's one that's been advertised here for Thursday the 19th. Um, we're going to have a senior walk through the different elementary schools, um, you know, things like that, that kind of just really build that sense of community as the school district and the community continue to grow. Um, so I'm going to be excited. We have covered Salina graduation in the past. Um, my brother has actually been on site taking photos, and we, we love being there for the Bobcats. And um, I'm excited to get to be there in person here for the first time and really experience experience it. It's going to be a fantastic day. You, you said something that really resonated with me right there. You said sense of community. And I think that's what's exciting about the Salina record and what we're trying to do with, with the printed paper and with the online edition. And as Salina grows is we want, we want to be kind of a conduit between the history of Salina and the growth of Salina. Um, I'm, I know you're passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. We want the newspaper to be a reflection of the community. We want to do things, you know, kind of fun things like this, where we're just going to do the entire edition for the class of 2022 on the news side. Um, we're always looking for ideas. So if you're listening to this, and we hope you are, um, if you have an idea for a story, if you know of someone who's making a difference in their community, I guarantee you, I think, Audrey, you'd probably like to talk to them and find out their story, right? Absolutely. Yeah. From day one, when, when we first started um, kind of looking at Salina, I, I remember kind of approaching um, the, our editor at the time and saying, hey, this, this city's something special. The city is different. I think we really need to start making sure we invest more time in, in making the Salina record something that really reflects what this city is doing, because it's my favorite city to go to. I probably shouldn't, but we should uh, hide that from our Frisco, <laughs> yeah, our Frisco right. and McKinney readers, yeah. but I do love going to Salina. I love riding up there, you know, whenever I can, because it's just, it's got this secret sauce that that I love exploring when I can. Well, and I think, I guess for us too, I mean, we are blessed to have media titles in more than a dozen markets. Um, some are in print and some are digital only. And every one of these markets is different. I mean, every one of these markets has something unique about them that makes them special. Um, you know, I think, Mesquite, for example, I think sometimes Mesquite out east, which is our most eastern um, market, they tend to be a little bit forgotten, I think. Uh, sometimes some of the news out of that market can be a little bit negative. So when we do, I think, spotlight something positive going on, and there is growth in Mesquite, it actually gets a lot of engagement online. Um, Mesquite and Salina on social media are our two most engaged markets. And they're kind of for different reasons. I think Mesquite, it's our, we're the oldest, uh, that's one of our oldest, or I think is our oldest media brand. Um, so we have a lot of history in Mesquite. And then Salina, because there is a lot of, there's a lot of growth there, a lot of people moving in, we have a chance, I think, to grow with Salina, with the Salina record. So like, like you, I see a lot of opportunity in Salina. I see a lot of um, ways that we can play a role in, in making a difference. Kind of going back to that conversation around, you know, Mr. Howard, it's, you know, how can we as the newspaper help 
drive change, help drive growth, help make sure that as Salina grows, we don't lose the roots of the community. It's events like Cajun Fest, I think, that become so much more important as a city grows that, you know, those types of events don't get lost in in that growth. Absolutely. I think we were cleaning out the room we're sitting in right now, and I got a chance to look at the old film strips from, yeah. from way back when, and it's just, it's such a valuable experience to be able to capture those time periods in that time period, and we're never going to have this time period in Salina ever again. This is such a pivotal moment. It's such a unique experience. It's, it's crazy to get to to drive up the Dallas North Tollway and see what the future holds and where Salina is now. And I get to capture it. And I'm so honored and blessed to be able to do that. And thankful to the to the people in the Salina community who are wholeheartedly supporting us in doing that mission because it, it does take a village. It really does. There are people I call and they're the ones who help give me the information or the profiles or the photos. I mean, it, this, this is a community paper because the community is supporting it to the fullest extent that they can. And it does not go unnoticed. So it's it's such a unique mission, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. So we want to hear from you. Um, we would love to. If you have an idea for a profile, a feature story, any type of news coverage, you know, having the community involved in, in what we do is so important. So Audrey, if, they, if they're listening and they say, hey, I have an idea for a really cool feature story that she could do, how do they get that information to you? Well, the best way is probably to shoot, uh, to shoot me an email. My email is a henvy h e n like Nancy v like Victor e y at star localmedia.com. Uh, my office number is 972-398-4460. And um, I am at probably every city event you could possibly think of. So if you see the girl <laughs> with the pink glasses carrying the very large brown leather bag, that's me. I probably have a camera in my hand and I'd love to hear from you. I love it. Well, you're not wearing your glasses right now. So. That's true. Well, if it's not that, it's funky sunglasses. There's going to be glasses involved somewhere. You know, and also, hey, if you have an idea for um, a podcast topic, if you have an idea for someone that we should interview, you know, we had Joe Monaco on from the city of Salina uh, talking about and previewing Cajun Fest last week. We would love to uh, to do interviews. So, you know, we're always looking to profile interesting stories, interesting people that we can help bring their stories to life and that you might enjoy. So hit Audrey up if you have ideas. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, one of the reasons why we decided to start the podcast network back up again and start with On the Record in Salina, Texas, is because we see such a, we see this as such an exciting time for Salina. And that's why we said, let's start here first. So um, what's neat is the audience is growing. And uh, we're going to continue to do this, and hopefully it's going to continue to grow with Salina. And this is going to be the number one podcast in the, in the growing, bustling town of Salina, Texas. So with that, episode three is in the books. Uh, Cajun Fest was a blast. Lots of news. Audrey, you're super busy covering all the great things in Salina. Never a shortage of news. But if you have an idea for her, shoot her an email. We'd love to talk to you. And we're so happy that you're listening. And uh, now we got to think about what we're going to do for episode four, but we have a week. I'm sure Salina will come up with something amazing for us to cover. I bet. I bet they will. All right. Okay. Talk to you soon, friends. This is On the Record in Salina, Texas, a podcast powered by the Salina Record. I'm Rick Rogers and Audrey Henvey. See you next week.
Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.